0: a podcast by Ed Loppis. Become a supporter. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Click the support button or click the link below. Thank you so much for your prayers and support in this ministry. Our desire to share hope in new ways to millions of people in many places have become possible because of your unconditional love of giving and partnering with us to this ministry. Visit Ed Lopis official website. Edlapis.com.ph Alam natin ang napakagandang kwento ng pagpapakain ng Panginoon sa limang libo katao at sa ipapangokasyon sa apat na libong katao. Miraculous. Wonderful. Nakakapagpalakas ng loob. Nakakabuhay ng pag-asa. Pero ano ang kwento sa likod ng kwento? Maraming layers. Pagka-tinguos natin ang pagbabasa ng Biblia para yung pagkain ng sapin-sapin, lakakanin, maraming layers. Para mga layers ng sahog ng halo-halo, pasarap ng pasarap, habang dumadami ang natatawid mo't ng mga sapin-saping sahog. Ano ang kwento behind the kwento? The story behind the feeding stories. Mark 814 15. Nakakalimutan ng mga alagad na magdala ng tinapay. Iisa lang ang kanilang tinapay sa bangka. So tandaan agad natin yung isa, one isa. Sinabi ni Jesus sa kanila, magingat kayo sa pampaalsang kikinakalat na mga pariseo at ni Herodes. Biglang iis pampaalsa ang binanggit ni Jesus dahil sa iisang isang. Loaf, isang pirasong tinapay ang nadalang baon ng mga alagad ano ang connect ng loaf na i-isa sa yeast of the Pharisees Mark 8.16 sabi nila sa isa't isa wala kasi tayong dalang tinapay kaya sinabi niya yun hindi na connect ang one loaf of Jesus in the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod as usual clueless ang mga disciples ni Yesus. Kaya kung ano-ano ang tinatakbo ng kanilang isip. Mark 8, 17-19 Dahil alam ni Yesus ang kanilang pinag-uusapan, sinabi niya sa kanila, Bakit ninyo pinag-uusapan kayo'y walang dalang tinapay? Hindi pa ba kayo nakakaintindi? Hindi pa ba ito abot ng inyong isip? Wala pa ba kayong mata? Bakit hindi kayo makakita? Wala ba kayong tainga? Bakit hindi kayo makarinig? Hindi ba ninyo naaalala ng paghati-hatiin ko ang limang tinapay para sa limang libong tao? So biglang binagit ni Jesus yung pakain story number one. Yung 5,000 tao ang pinakain. Ilang kaing ang napuno ninyo na lumabis na pagkain? Labing dalawa po, tugon nila. So may labing dalawang kaing ng sobra Sa pagkain inihain ni Jesus Mark 8 20 to 21 At napaghati-hatiin ko ang pitong pinapay Para sa apat na tao Ilang kaing na puno ninyo? Tanong niya Pito po Muli nilang sagot So, nabanggit ni Jesus yung story number 2 4,000 katao ang pinakain At pitong kaing ang lumabis Verse 21, At hindi pa rin ba ninyo naukunawaan ito? Tanong niya. In other words, may kahulugan ang numbers. nang binanggit, hindi ito dekorasyon Hindi ito innocent statistics. When you read this story literally, what we have is a miraculous feeding story, which is a story we read that way and believe that way. But when also read figuratively bilang talinghaga, a fundamental Jesus lesson emerges. So, mahalaga appreciate this story from its literal reading. Totoo, nangyari na ganap history, but also from its figurative reading para makaangat tayo sa mas mataas na kahulugan, malampasan yung kwento at marating yung diwa ng kwento. Understand its deeper meaning and message. Ngayon natin the story of the feeding of the 5000 and its meaning. Story number 1. Mark 6:30 30 to 31. Bumalik kay Jesus sa mga apostol at iniulat nila sa kanya ang lahat ng kanilang ginawa at itinuro. na napakaraming tao gumarating at umaalis at hindi na nila makuhang kumain. Kaya't sinabi ni Jesus sa mga alagad, "Magpunta tayo sa hindi mataong lugar." upang makapagpahinga kayo ng kaunti. So the story and the diwa of the story is being set up. The setting is being put in place. Mark 6.32 Umalis nga silang sakay ng isang bangka at nagpunta sila sa isang liblib na lugar and understand that this is in Jewish territory. At madalas ang kwento sa New Testament pag ang boat, it is a symbol of the church. Now you see a boat, the church in Jewish territory. But natin yung mga figurative meaning na mga symbol sa quento. And they were in the desert. In fact, they crossed the water and still went to a desert place. Cause in desert yung is bung Israel. So this is the wilderness. And what does this wilderness represent figuratively? The wilderness experience of Israel, especially. Recorded in Exodus 16, 13 to 35. And in that story, makikita natin the miracle of the manna and the quail. Yung pagpapakain ng tinapay at yung itinaboy ng mga ibon para makakain sila ng barbecue. Now, Mark 6, sa pagpapatuloy ng kwento number 1. Ngunit maraming nakakita sa kanilang pag-alis at nakalam kung saan sila pupunta. People follow Jesus into the wilderness. Which means, symbolically, people following Moses into the wilderness. Mark 6.34 Pagbaba ni Jesus sa bangka, nakita niya ang napakaraming tao na unahan pa silang dumating do sa pupuntahan nila. Nahabag siya sa kanila sapagkat para sila mga tupang walang pastol, kaya't sila'y niya ng maraming baga. So, umiwas na sa mga tao dahil hindi makapagpahinga, hindi makakain man lang, tumawid ng tubig, pagdating sa pupuntahan, naandun na, nauna pa ang marami na namang tao, nagturo na naman si Jesus. Wala pa ring gaya nito, ha? But this, symbolically, when you take out of the literal, historical story, is a swipe at Israel's religious leaders. Numbers 26, 16 to 17, May the Lord appoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in, so the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So pinapakita sa numbers pa lang, nung Old Testament pa lang, ang tingin ng Diyos na papabayaan ang mga tupa at sabi niya na magkaroon ng iya-appoint yeah, na shepherd na mangunguna sa mga tao para labas-masok sila sa mga bukid na nakakakain ng damo, sa mga lugar na may tubig na nakakainom sila, which is really reflected in John 10, 2-10. Natungkol na kay Jesus. The shepherd of the sheep calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He goes on ahead of them. Now, Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate of the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So the thieves, the thief, equals the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod? Yan ang ating gagawing frame ng pag para malinaw sa atin kung anong gusto nating marating. Tandaan, huwag magpalito, may kwento ng feeding story, pero ngayon binubungkal natin yung mga symbols, numbers, words na nasa kwento na yon, and reading them as pahiwatig, as talinghaga ng ibang ibig sabihin at ibang pakahulugan. At so far, nararating nating isipin ay yung pag-ungkat ni Jesus doon sa tinapay, sa yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod at yung gutom ng mga tao kaya niya pinakain ay ito ay device para maalala yung gutom ng mga tao sa desert ng panahon ni Moses, yung pagpapakain sa kanila ng tinapay, yung pagpapakain sa kanila ng mga pugo na binarbik yung nila at yung kakulangan ng pangunguna sa mga tao. So now we are reading what the possible symbolisms in the story of the feeding miracles could mean in a deeper way. O tayo'y papalito ha. Hinahanap natin ang pahulugan ng mga symbols sa kwento kung babasahin natin yung kwento as metaphor, as symbolism. Mark 6:35 to 37. Nang dapit hapon na ha. Lumapit sa kanya mga alaga, at sinabi, ito pa rin yung feeding story number one. Liblibang pook na ito at malapit ng humubog ang araw. Paalisin na po ninyo ang mga tao upang makapunta sila sa mga karating nayon at bayan upang makabili ng pagkain. Ngunit sinabi sa kanila ni Jesus, bigyan nyo sila ng makakain. Remember, Jesus is the good shepherd yung kanyang mga alagad, eh hindi good shepherd, gusto kipagtabuyan yung mga tao para maghanap sila ng paraan para mabusog sila, which is really an echo, a symbol of the leaders of ancient Israel na hindi good shepherds, na thieves and robbers na binabanggit niya ja- sa John 10. Sumagot ang mga alagad, na po ba ninyong bumili kami ng pagkain sa halagang dalawang daang salaping pilak? Pera, halaga ang inungkat ng mga disciples, hindi yung gutom ng mga tao. This is a swipe at Israel's religious leaders pagiging uncaring and mukhang pera. So nakikita sa asal ng mga disciples, nasasalamin yung asal ng mga leaders of ancient Israel. That is if we're going to read the story in a symbolic way. Mark 6.38, ilan ang dalang yung tinapay? Tingnan nga ninyo, putos ni Jesus. Pagkatapos tingnan ay kanilang sinabi, lima po at dalawang isda. So we see here, five lobes, na kung babasahin natin symbolically five books of the Torah. Yung limang naon ng libro sa Old Testament ng mga Jews. Two, ang isda. To count for the prophets and the Psalms, that makes for seven books the scriptures of Israel's faith and worship. But the temple teachers are not teaching well, so that the people had strayed away like sheep and without a shepherd. Yun ang reklamo ng Diyos sa mga shepherd ng ancient Israel, at yun din ang tinutumbok ni Jesus. Sa sinabi niyang lahat ng nauna sa akin were only thieves. They only came to steal, kill, and destroy the shepherds of Israel, meaning the prophets and the priests, are cursed by Yahweh himself. So Ezekiel 34, 7-10, sinasabi ng Yahweh sa bibig ng propeta, Therefore you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered and has become food for all the wild animals. And because my shepherds did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than for my flock. Therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says I am against the shepherds and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock, so that shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths, and it will no longer be food for them. Dahil nga dito, Mga pinuno, dinggin ninyo ang aking sinasabi. Ako ang Diyos na buhay. Ang mga tupo ay pinipinsala at ng mababangis na hayop sapagkat walang nag-aalaga sa mga ito. Hindi hinahalat ng mga pastor ang aking mga tupa sa halip na alagaan nila mga ito, ang sarili nila ang binubusog. Kaya, makinig nga kayo, mga pastor. Pakinggan ninyo ang aking sinasabi. Laban ako sa inyo. Pananagotan ninyo ang nangyayari sa aking mga tupa. Hindi ko na kayo gagawin pastol upang hindi na ninyo magbusog ang inyong sarili. Ilalayo ko sa inyo ang aking mga tupa at hindi na ninyo mapapakinabangan ang mga ito. So you see, remember, binabasa natin yung unang feeding story of the 5,000 bilang isang tunay na nangyaring himala at also bilang isang talinghaga, a metaphor. At sa mga elemento ng kwento, Binabasa natin yung simbolisms na nagtuturo, na nagre-reflect sa religious life ng ancient Israel. Sa pagpapaybaya ng kanyang mga priests, ng kanyang mga prophets, pagsasamang tala sa mga tao, kaya ay pinadala ng Ama ang tunay na, na pastol si Jesus. Sapagkat si Jesus lang ang mag-aalaga, magpapalaya, at magbibigay buhay, magtatanggal sa mga tupa. At nakita natin yung mga symbolism na yan so far. Kung meron sa inyo nahirapang sumunod, kayo maghirap sumunod para maintindihan at kailangan makita natin yung meaning nito. Basta okay lang lilituhin ang sarili niyo ang binubuusapan natin ang dalawang kwento ng pagpapakain sa 5000 at mamaya sa 4000 at tinahanapan natin ang symbol sa mga ito na sasalamin sa naganap sa kasaysayan ng Israel nung ancient times under the law. Mark 6:39 to 41. Iniutos ni Jesus sa mga alagad na paupuin ng pangkat-pangkat ang mga tao sa damuhan. Kaya't naupo ang mga tao ng tigi-isang daan at mampu bawat grupo. Kinuha ni Jesus ang limang tinapay at dalawang isda. Tumingala siya sa langit at nagpasalamat sa Diyos. Hinati-hati niya ang mga tinapay at ibinigay sa kanyang mga alagad upang ipamahagi sa mga tao. Hinati-hati rin niya ang dalawang isda rin nila. If this story was a literal feeding program, it would have been much easier to have the people line up for their chair. Pero bakit tumpok-tumpok na mas mahirap? Kasi dadalang mo pa ng pagkain bawat grupo, magsaserve ka pa, malayo-layo, mas mahirap kontrolin. So kung talagang literal ng kwento lang ito, dapat pinapila. Ngayon, tinitingnan natin siya as a symbolic story of something higher in meaning. This is an image of the Lord's Supper. Tumpok-tumpok, magkakaikot, magkakaharap, fellowship. This is an image of Jesus serving the true bread from heaven and doing the serving Himself. Mark 6, 42-44 Ang lahat ay nakakain at nabusog. at ang tipunin ng mga alagad ang lumabis sa dinapay at isda nakapuno pa sila ng labing dalawang taing. May liman lalaki ang pumain ng tinapay. So the feeding of the 5,000 means Jesus is the good shepherd of the Jews. Unlike the irresponsible shepherds of Israel, Jesus personally does the feeding himself and makes the disciples serve the food. Samantalang sa ancient style, under the law, yung dati nilang mga pinagalitan nga ng Diyos na mga shepherd yung pangayong flak ang kinakain nila pinagkakapirahan hinuhut pinagsasamantalahan ina-exploit kaya ipinadala sa Yesus kasi hindi masaya ang Diyos the way the shepherds of ancient Israel were doing their leadership at sabi everyone was satisfied ibang-iba sa temple workers under the temple system butom ang flak ang flap panga ang kinakain. Jesus is looking toward heaven, bago niya serve, the blessing of the loaves and the fish, breaking them up into pieces and serving them, is Jesus's way of teaching the people about the scriptures. It is sacred, organized, sapat na kabubusog. So Jesus, the good shepherd. And then the bad shepherds of John 10.10 10, who come only to steal, kill, and destroy, meaning the religious leaders of ancient Israel under the law. The physical arrangement depicts a congregation partaking of the bread of life, equivalent to our today's Lord's Supper. Mas madali naman, di ba, papilahin pag nagbibigay nga tayo ng mga relief goods, pila. Pag nagdidistribute tayo ng mga pagkain, pila. Bakit pinatumpok-tumpok? Kasi kung hindi mo nga babasahin ito as a literal feeding story, kundi symbol of a spiritual feeding, yung pagpapakain parang Lord's Supper. At sa Lord's Supper, yung bread si Jesus, yung katawan niya, ang na wine yung blood niya, symbolic that He is the bread of life, He is the bread that feeds the church. And this is the message, if the feeding of the 5,000 was to be read as metaphor Kaya mahalaga ang pagbasa, hindi lang laging literal. Basahin mo literal, get the meaning, apply it. Pero basahin mo rin symbolically, get the higher meaning and apply it. Do both. Jesus is giving the broken pieces of bread to His disciples in order for them to give to the people means Jesus tasks His disciples to feeding the people in spite of their unwillingness and hesitancy. Diba yung mga disciples unwilling? Parang wala po tayong may papakain, Pauwi na sila. Kanya-kanya silang gawa ng paraan. Pero ang ginawa ni Jesus, matapos yung i-bless yung pagkain at hinati-hati, ipinadistribute niya sa mga disciples. It means, it's a preparation for the church, for the departure of Jesus into heaven. Kasi darating ang panahon ang serve na yung disciples. So again, very symbolic itong pagpapakain event na ito. But he answered, Sabi ni Jesus so sa mga nagdadalawang loob ng mga disciples, You give them something to eat. They said to Him, That would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? Jesus delegates to His disciples, the church, the feeding of the bread of life to the people. Jesus delegates to Peter, to the church, says sabi niya, feed my lambs. This also validates and mandates the disciples that the church should follow the Lord's example. At binigyan din niya ng halaga at malinaw na role yung mga leaders ng church, sila ang inasign ni Jesus na magpapakain sa flock. Now the 12 baskets full of leftovers, sa Israel, yung 12 is Israel's number. So very clearly, ang pinag-uusapan na pinakain dito, binusog, Israelites, 5,000 The leftover means that in the Messianic banquet na pinakakahintahintay ng mga Israelita that in the life that in the church Israel will be filled up Hindi dapat ma-insecure ang Israel Ang background kasi ng kwentong ito dapat nating unawain The book of Mark is about the church of Mark in Rome at doon sa Rome, maraming mga Jews na member ng Christian Church, pero padami ng padami ang mga Gentiles na nagiging member ng Christian Church to the point na nai-insecure na yung mga Israelites, yung mga Jewish Christians versus the Gentile Christians. And so the story here, featuring Israel, the 5,000, the 7, the 5 and the 2, 5 loaves, 2 fish, at yung background ko sa nangyari ang kwento sa area ng Israel, it is a message to the Israelite or Jewish Christians, huwag kayong ma-insecure sa church kahit maraming Gentiles kasi you will be filled to the full at ang lalampas pa ang mapukuhang sobra, 12 baskets, this is for you, for each of the tribes of Israel. So pag binasa natin yung feeding story as a symbol, as a metaphor, ito para patahimikin ang loob ng mga Jewish Christians na nai-insecure sa Gentile Christians in the Church of Mark in Rome. Mark 6.52 They had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. Hindi pa nila naunawaan ng tungkol sa pagpapakain ng tinapay. Hindi pa ito abot ng kanilang isip. Ngayon, puntahan natin yung isang kwento. The Story of the Feeding of the 4,000. Akala ng iba, inulit lang yung kwento, tas nagkamali yung number, yung 5 naging 4. Pero no, this is a separate kwento. And if you like to take it, a separate event of feeding. And if you like to take it even further, a separate metaphor. Iba na naman itong dalinghaga. Mark 8, 1 to 13. Nang mga araw na yun, muling nagkatipon ang napakaraming tao. Wala nang makain ang mga ito, kaya tinawag ni Jesus ang kanyang mga alagad at sinabi sa kanila, Naaawa ako sa mga taong ito sa pagkatatlong araw na ngayong kasama ko sila at wala na silang makain. Kung pauwiin ko sila ng gutom, mahihilo sila sa daan. Malayo pa naman ang pinagagalingan ng ilan sa kanila. Ito po isang liblib na lugar. Saan po tayo kukuha ng pagkain para sa ganitong karaming tao? Tanong ng mga elagan. Ngayon, there's a very interesting twist here. The feeding of the 4,000 takes place in the eastern side of Lake Galilee. It's a Gentile city known as the Decapolis as mentioned in Mark 7:31. So itong pagpapakain ng 4,000 is about the Gentile Christians being fed in the church. Yung 5,000 is about the Jewish Christians being fed in the church. The symbol sa Panginoon, they have been with me three days, the Lord is referring to the resurrection. It means that during the resurrection and all those times, three days, that the Lord was in the grave, kasama sa agenda niya ang Gentiles, hindi lang ang Jewish believers, yung Gentile believers, at yung magiging believers pa lang na Gentiles. And now, what we find in the story, seven loaves, hindi na five, and few little fish, hindi na two, hindi na binilang, at 4,000 yung tao. What was the implication of Jesus' statement? As we have said, that the Gentiles are also in God's agenda. Kaya sa si John 10, to the good shepherd, verse 16, sabi ni Jesus, as the good shepherd, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Kaya ang nadalang tinapay nung huling kwento, nung pinagsama na yung kwento ng first and second feeding, nung 5,000 and 4,000 people, ang nadalang nalang sa bangka one loaf. Hindi na five loaves and two fish, hindi na seven loaves and some fish, isa lang one loaf. Kasi si Jesus Si Sinasabi dito, Isa lang talaga ang loaf, isa lang ang pagkain, kaya ng 5,000 Jews o ng 4,000 Gentiles, hindi na 7 loaves of bread, hindi na 5 loaves of bread. Si Jesus lang isang loaf para sa lahat. The message addresses the issue raised by Jewish Christians in Mark's church. As we have mentioned, the issue of the place of the Gentiles in the church. Marami kasing mga Hudyo na naging Christian ang iniisip nila, Hudyo lang ang pwede maging Christian In other words, Christianity would only be a sect, a grupo within Judaism. Hindi pwede maging Christian yung hindi Hudyo. Kaya mga iba namang Jewish Christians, pinipilit nilang mag-convert muna to Jewishim, yung mga Gentiles, bago sila maging full-fledged Christians. Kaya pinipilit pa nila yung mga ibang Gentiles sa batatanda na, na magpatuli Pinipilit nila yung mga food and dietary requirements ng Judaism sa mga Gentile Christians. Kasi nga ang laman ng utak nila, Christianity is only one sector, one section, one variant of Judaism. Hindi nila naiintindihan that it's totally brand yung faith. Bagamat yung mga original na naging unang kasapi ng church na ito ay dating mga judyo. Kaya sinabi ni Peter sa kanila, why are we going to place the heavy burden of all the law and the traditions on the shoulders of Gentiles? They were not even Jews. Tayo, mga dati ng Jews, mga ninuno nating Jews, hindi na kayang sundin ang law. Tapos ngayon, ipapasunod pa natin sa mga Gentiles na hindi naman naging Jew at all? Yung malaking argument kasi yan ng first century, ano ang role ng Jewism sa bagong faith na Christianity? Ano ang role ng mga Jews who have become Christians vis-a-vis in relation to Gentiles who have become Christians Bago kasi sa utak nila yan Yung Jew at Gentile Nagsama sa isang church Impossible Dapat maging Jew na sila Yun ang pinag-uusapan sa Mark At yun ang ina-address ng kwento ng feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000 Kung babasahin yung dalawang kwento As metaphor Bilang talinghaga Mark 8, 5 to 7 Ito na yung pagpapakain ng 4,000 Ilan ang tinapay niyo riyan? Tanong ni Jesus. Pito po, sagot nila. Pinaupo ni Jesus sa lupa ang mga tao at kinuha ang pitong tinapay. Nagpasalamat sa Diyos, hinati-hati ang mga tinapay, at ipinigay sa mga alagad upang ipamahagi sa mga tao. Ganon nga ang ginawa ng mga alagad. So you see, kung paano pinakain yung mga hudyo sa 5,000, ganon din pinapakain ang mga Gentiles sa 4,000. Parang kung paano dumating ang Holy Spirit na nagkaroon ng speaking in various languages sa Pentecost, ganon din ang naganap na dumating ang Holy Spirit sa bahay ng Roman officer sa Samaria at bagamat mga Gentiles sa mga tao doon, nag-speak din sila in tongues, in various languages. At ganon din ang nangyari sa iba't ibang lugar kung saan dumarating yung pagtuturo sa pangalan ni Jesus dumarating yung Holy Spirit nakakaroon ng speaking in various languages sign na anong naganap sa Jerusalem sa mga Hudyo naganap din sa mga Gentiles sa Samaria naganap din sa ends of the earth ibig sabihin pantay-pantay pare-pareho sa loob ng church ang mga believers ni Jesus whether sila ay Jew Gentile or iba-ibang lahi pa. Sa pagpapatuloy ng kwento, verse 7, mayroon din silang ilang maliliit na isda. Muli siyang nagpasalamat sa Diyos at pagkatapos ay iniutos niyang ipamahagi din iyon sa mga tao. So, to differentiate the two stories, dito, seven loaves, tapos ilang maliliit na isda, hindi na binilang. Para po tayong malito na dalawang magkaibang kwento ito. Seven to describe the numbers of the loaves, that five, few fish, not two fish. Seven kasi is universality in Jewish numerology. Nang na ibig sabihin, the resurrection was universal for all. May seven pa rin kaya lang loaves na sa 4,000. At yung five loaves at two fish sa feeding of the 5,000, seven pa rin ang ending nun. So, yung seven applies to both groups kasi the resurrection of Jesus applies to both groups. Few little fish, the idea of five loaves and the two fish do not make sense to Gentiles. Hindi nila makikita yung significance ng five plus two kasi yung numerology na yon pang mga judyo. Kaya biglang seven loaves na lang ang kwento sa mga Gentiles sa feeding of the 4,000. So, a few little fish and seven large baskets ibig sabihin pang Gentile lang kwento at ang application nito. Mark 8. 8 to 9 Kumain ng lahat at nabusog Nang tipunin nila ang lumabis Nakapuno pa sila ng pitong kain May apat na tao Ang kumain So the number 4 of the 4000 Reveals the final clue 4 ba? Apat na tao 4 4 represents the 4 points of the compass North, South, East and West the people that come to sit by Jesus' feet in the second story the feeding of the 4000 come from all over the gentile lands far and wide north south east and west mark eight three. some of them sabinesos live a long way from here if i send them away hungry they might faint on their way home so itangkita na tinutukoy na ni jesus dito people from the ends of the earth that's why sabi niya, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, malapit-lapit pa. Samaria, malapit-lapit pa rin, pero malayo na sa Jerusalem. And to the ends of the earth, kaya sabi niya, malayo pa ang pinanggalingan ng mga taong ito. Itong 4,000 galing sa apat na sulok ng mundo. So, ang gani-referred talaga dito, Gentile believers, equal with Jewish believers, all under one loaf, the bread, Jesus, the bread of life. Therefore, the feeding of the 4,000 is the Gentile side of the story that begins with the feeding of the 5,000 Jews. Taken together, what could these two feeding miracles convey? Here is where Mark 8, to 21 comes in to clarify yung ating opening story, yung isang loaf. Mark 8, 14 to 15. Babalikan lang natin, binasan natin kanina. Na kalimutan na mga alagad na magdala ng tinapay, iisa lamang ang kanilang tinapay sa bangka. Sinabi ni Yesus sa kanila, mag-ingat kayo sa pampaalsang kinakalat ng mga pariseo at ni Herodes. Kaya nga sinasabi natin, bakit out of one loaf, biglang yeast ang topic ni Yesus, the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod or the Herodians. Mark 8, 16-19, sabi nila sa isa't isa, Wala kasi tayong dalang tinapay, kaya sinabi niyo yun. Dahil alam ni Jesus ang kanilang pinag-uusapan, sinagin niya sa kanila, bakit ninyo pinag-uusapan kayo'y walang dalang tinapay? In other words, ang ibig sabihin ni Jesus, narito nga ako, ako ang tinapay. Isang loaf, isang Jesus, ako yan. Kaya sabi niya tuloy, hindi pa ba kayo nakakaintindi? Hindi pa ba ito abot ng inyong isip? Wala pa ba kayong ba mata? Bakit hindi kayo makakita? Wala pa kayong tainga? Bakit hindi kayo makarinig? Hindi ba ninyo nakaalala? Nang paghati-hatiin ko ang limang tinapay para sa limang libong katao, meaning para sa mga hudyo, ilang kaingang napuno ninyo na lumabi sa pagkain? Labing dalawa po, tugon nila. At nang paghati-hatiin ko ang pitong tinapay para sa apat na libong katao, meaning mga Gentiles, ilang kaingang napuno ninyo? Tanong niya, pito po. Muli niyang sagot, at hindi pa rin pa ninyo napukunawaan ito, tanong niya. The story begins with Mark informing his readers that he has not moved away from the feeding stories. In other words, ito yung pang culminate, ito yung pang synthesize ng dalawang feeding stories, yung isang bread na nadala sa baka He wants to alert them that this new episode, meaning the one-bread episode, is the conclusion of the two feeding stories. Mark, the disciples forgot to bring bread, they have only one loaf. Out of the blue, Jesus warns them against the teachings of the Pharisees and the Herodians, the clueless are clueless and confused. The disciples are clueless and confused. So Jesus recalls the miracles of the 5,000 and the 4,000 and the magnificent surpluses, 12 baskets and 7 baskets full of leftovers after the crowd had much to eat. So there is more than enough for Jews and Gentiles. That is the central message. There is more than enough Jesus. There is more than enough food for both Jews and Gentiles in the Christian church. The disciples failed to grasp the true meaning of those miracles. And in the final episode, the five loaves and the seven loaves are now united in the one loaf. Jesus, the bread of life, is the one loaf from whom both the Jewish Christians, the 5,000, and the Gentile Christians, the 4,000, partake. The question on membership and participation in worship and sacraments of the church is decisively answered by the stories of the miracles, by the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000, and by the symbolisms they bring. In Jesus Christ, the Jews and the Gentiles are one. Where does this decisive teaching that encourages the Jewish Christians to ask the questions come from? Bakit ba nagtatanong yung mga sa mga bagay na yan? Jesus said it. Ang talagang source ng issue from the Pharisees and the Herodians. Remember, the Pharisee members wanted the uh, Gentile members to be circumcised and the Herodians had teachings na special ang mga Jews, Lagi sila dapat angat, sila dapat ang leader, sila dapat ang super, super special. The Pharisees and the Herodians continue to hold onto the illusion of Israel's special status as God's chosen nation inside the Christian Church. Naging Christian na mga ito, pinipilit pa rin nila yung supremacy ng mga Judeo. Ang agenda ng mga Jewish Christians na ito e Jewish ang Christian Church Invest going Christians ang Jews. At hanggang ngayon, nangyayari yan. Ha? Mag-fellowship yung mga tao na may Jewish inclination. Mag-fellowship with people from a Christian tradition or a Christian background. Subukan nyo magkasama sila ng isang araw, dalawang araw, isang linggo, isang buwan. Merong tiyak na mangyayari. Yung Christian naging Jewish. Jewish ang suot, Jewish ang language, Jewish ang festivals. Jewish na. Yung Christian na palitan naging Jewish. Pero yung Jew hindi naging Christian. Nananaig siya, nananatilay siyang Jewish at nakakain niya yung Christian. Yan ang kwento nitong Issue ng sinabi ni Jesus, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. Ang teaching ng mga Pharisees at ng Herodians within the Christian Church, ang Christianity dapat maging Jewish. Ang Jewish Christians dapat angat, superior, lamang sa mga Gentile Christians. Ang Jewish Christians, first class Christians at ang Gentile Christians, second class lam. In fact, Baliktad, sa sinabi ni John the Baptist Sabi ni John the Baptist Jesus may, must increase I, the prophet of the Old Testament must decrease Baligtad Pag nagfellowship fellowship ang mga Jewish Christians at ang Christian Christians Christianity will decrease Jewism will increase Nabaligtad sa sinabi ni John the Baptizer that the old must decrease and the new in Jesus must increase Yan ang ibig sabihin ni Jesus, Beware of the yeast, of the Pharisees, and of the Herodians, of Herod. Yan ang main lesson ng one loaf sa bangka na nagmula sa magkabilang kwento ng feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. Gustong gibain ni Jesus yung ginigiba ni John that the Jews were a privileged class among Christians. Galatians 3.28 is clear. Faith in Christ Jesus is what makes each of you equal with each other. Whether you are a Jew or a Greek, a slave or a free person, a man or a woman. So malino na ito kasi nasabi ni Paul, pantay-pantay na ang lahat. Ang babae at lalaki. Pero pinairal uli sa Christian church, ang babae inander uli ng lalaki. Hindi pwede mag-preach, hindi pwede manguna. Samatalang so, kay Jesus ang first preacher na of the resurrection, babae, si Maria Magdalena. Kasama niya ang mga babae, may mga ministries, pero ibinalik uli ng Christian Church sa Jewish system, kaya mga babae na pailalim uli, ito sinasabi ni Jesus, Beware of the yeast, of the Pharisees, and of Herod. Gagawin niyang Jewish ang Christianity. In the church, sabi ni Jesus, there is a place for everyone. Yan ang message ng feeding of the 5,000 in the 4,000. But corrupt religion proceeds from a theology of entitlement. At ngayon, umuuso na naman ang Jewishim even among many people of Christian background. So, amo na naman nila yung mga Jew. Second class na naman ulit yung mga Christian. Paunti ng pakunti ang Christianity, padami ng padami yung Jewishim, baligtad sa sinabi ni John the Baptist, He must increase and I must decrease. Jesus the New, must increase, and I, the representative of the old system, must decrease. Kasi dyan sa yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod, Meron chosen, Meron special, mayroon na namang religious elite. Yung may mga Jewish blood or background. Jesusness searches for commonalities, not differences, while honoring and celebrating individual uniqueness. Psalm 139:14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Now, how do you apply that in a church? Na may Jewish at may Christian people ang background. Mayroong Jewish background, mayroong Christian background. Lahat parehong wonderful. Hindi lang yung Jew. Hindi sa ilalim yung nan Jew. Kasi everybody is wonderfully made. Kaya sa tunay na Christian church under the one loaf of Jesus. There should be tolerance. There is acceptance. Because Jesus builds up rather than breaks down. Bumubuo, hindi naghahate. Hindi nagkakaroon ng mga casts, ng mga classes, ng mga ranks. But for this to happen, Phariseeism, Herodianism, the temple, first had to be destroyed. Habang yung temple nakatayo, nandun yung mga priests, nandun yung mga Pharisees, nandun yung law, hindi mangyayari yung equality, hindi mangyayari yung acceptance, hindi mangyayari yung inclusivity of the faith kasi very exclusivist yung temple, very exclusivist yung law, exclusivist yung Pharisees at yung Herodians. At ito yung nananaik na naman at gusto naman naik sa bago at batang-batang church. Kaya nilinaw yan ni Jesus, nilinaw yan ni Paul. Sa kalungkutan na in the last 2,000 years ulit, nag-backslide ng Christian Church into Jewishism in its many practices. The oppression, subjugation of women, the separation of the races, the exaltation of the Jewish background, etc., etc. Matthew 24, 1-2. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when His disciples came up to Him to call His attention to His buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked. Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. everyone will be thrown down. So Jesus prophesied the destruction of the temple, which He also said in the same Matthew 24 chapter, that it will happen in the lifetime of His original hearers. And really, in AD 72, the temple was destroyed and never again rebuilt. Bakit kailangan sa prophecy ni Jesus, sa pag ni Jesus, bakit kailangan sa new age of love and freedom na ang temple? Because the temple stood for the law, stood for the strictness, the segregation, the phariseism, the superiority complex of the Jews over all the Gentiles of the world. The temple, its ideals, its teachings had to be destroyed for Jesusness to be born and to flourish, and that all happened within the lifetime of Jesus's original hearers. Jesus unites rather than divides. The church must learn to appreciate diversity, differences. 2 Corinthians three seventeen. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Pagka naging temple-centered ang Christianity. Law-centered Moses-centered At pinangunahan ng mga modern-day Pharisees Walang freedom Lahat May busal Lahat may tali Lahat nakakulong Lahat regulated Lahat nakakulong sa dogma Kaya kailangan si Jesus And true Jesusness leads to freedom Jesusness also means openness There is a place for everyone Walang puera Walang dinidiscriminate Jesus never socialized with the hypocritical and exclusivist temple leaders. Instead, Jesus spent time with prostitutes, the tax collectors, the beggars, and the other refuse of society, including the sick. Now, the church tends to follow the lead of the self-righteous, judgmental, and exclusivist Jewish temple. Ang Christian church today, pag sinuri natin, more often than not, mas kamukha ng Jewish temple kesa sa Jesus fellowships of the first century. Mas nag ang mga law, ang mga dogma, ang mga pagkontrol, ang pagpupulis, ang pagbabantay, ang paglilitis, ang pagjudge, ang pagbato at pagtitiwalag. So saan talaga malapit ang modern Christian church? Sa Jewish temple o doon sa house church, sa mga sambahay ng first century Christianity? Suriin The calling of the church Is to be inclusive To as many as believed him Who believed in his name He gave the right To become children of God Walang puera-puera Walang sinasala So do not exclude people For flimsy And discriminatory reasons Isang payan na mensahe ng feeding of the 5,000 And the 4,000 to be inclusive, the church must first understand the spirit of the Jesus gospel. The God personified by Jesus embraces rather than pushes away. Yung God na mahilig yung mga kaap kahit sa mabaho, kahit sa nagkamali, yun ang God na ikinukwento sa story ng prodigal son. Luke 15.20 So the prodigal son got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. This is the message of the two feeding miracles. A God who loves, a God who accepts. Yung anak niya na hindi umalis, na legalistic, religious, na nasa lang ng bahay, at yung umalis niyang alibughang anak na naglayas, at kung ang pinagkagawa buhay, we never come ni yakap. In fact, mas nayakap pa nga ito kesa doon sa anak niya na legalista. Yan ang mensahe ng feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000. We accept, we rejoice, we celebrate the beautiful meaning that God provides, that God can feed us, na sobra-sobra ang provision niya, but above and more than that. We also celebrate the metaphorical meaning of this story. That everyone has a place in the church of Jesus. That Jesus the bread is more than enough for all of us. Iba-iba man tayo ng pinanggalingan, iba-ibang lahi, iba-ibang background, we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. And we must make it work within the Christian church, within the Jesus church, within the Jesus fellowship. Bumalik tayo doon sa Jesus ng sambahay, kesas doon sa Jesus or Christ ng 2,000 years of Christianity na ako ni parang kakambal, kapatid na kakambal ng templo. Puro priests, puro regulations, puro parusa, puro batuhan. Balikan ang kwento ng miraculous feeding at lalong magandahan sa kahulugan nito sa ating buhay. God bless us all.